Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello and welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 359, Tucson Comic Con 2019. I am your host for this episode, Jason Hunt, and I'm flying solo this week um, for two reasons. One, because we are presenting audio that um, I got from Tucson Comic Con a couple weeks ago at the beginning of the month. And two... Because Skype decided to not let us all sit down and record this week. I know we talked about uh, the fact that we were going to be doing our uh, our journey to the Rise of Skywalker episode in it with The Force Awakens. And that is definitely still on the docket for next week. So provided Skype doesn't, you know, shoot down all of our attempts to connect again. But uh, due to technical difficulties... Uh, We are going to push that back one more week, and we are releasing this episode as a, uh, you know, far and away substitute instead. But I had fun with this episode because this is panel audio from Tucson Comic Con 2019, uh, which happened at the beginning of the month, uh, November 1st through the 3rd uh, of 2019, is... uh, when this was happening, and Sunday afternoon, Joey Letson, uh, who you've heard on all of my panel audio uh, episodes before, and myself sat down and had a panel, uh, our regular panel that we normally do at these places, The Future of Star Wars, where we talk about uh, the latest going into The Force Awakens. At the time, The Mandalorian was still uh, not out, so we definitely talk a bit about that. We talk about uh, Jedi Fallen Order and a lot of the other news involving projects coming in the near future in 2020 and in the uh, more distant future after that. So there's a lot of fun uh, information and discussion that happens. And, of course, as always, we always take time at the end of these panels to answer questions from people in the audience. So there's some very, really interesting uh, questions that we kind of get in depth in a bit, um, including George's opinion on the sequel trilogy. So stay tuned if you want to hear our thoughts on uh, George Lucas and the sequel trilogy. So, But before I begin, I do want to give you a quick uh, rundown of how this all went down. Uh, Tucson Comic-Con is, of course, an annual Comic-Con in Tucson, Arizona. It happens uh, usually the first weekend of November. We managed to somehow, year after year, this is our, I believe, our fourth or fifth year doing this panel at Tucson Comic-Con. I believe it's our fourth year at Tucson Comic-Con. We managed to really pull in quite a crowd for... Our panel. Most panels at Tucson Comic Con, and I, I've had this issue since we started. Uh, I enjoy Tucson Comic Con. It's a nice small convention, not a lot of pressure. Unfortunately, the panel rooms are kind of sequestered in an area of the convention center that's not easily accessible from where the main action is with the exhibition hall and the celebrity signings and things like that. Uh, So they're kind of sequestered away, and it's just kind of weird and difficult to get to. And I've had issues with that ever since they moved them over there. And because of that, panel attendance has dropped down significantly from when they took place uh, much closer to the actual convention um, hall, the the exhibition hall itself. Uh, And so many panels you know, are, are, are not well attended. Um, the average is maybe a dozen people at most of these panels. And somehow or another, Joey and I and Kyle, if he's able to come, uh, Kyle Baca, Kyle Avery of um, 
Star Wars The Saga Continues, who was not able to make it down this uh, this year. We somehow managed to get in, you know, a, a really good-sized group for Tucson Comic-Con. Uh, we had about 30 or so people who came and attended our panel, which, like I said, most panels averages maybe a dozen people. So I was very happy about that. <laughs> every year we look up and go, oh, man, is this the year where only five people show up? And then we're setting up, and every and then we look up and... The room is half full and things like that. So that was nice. So really, really appreciate everybody who came and showed up uh, to the panel. I do want to mention that uh, a little bit of this information is slightly dated, especially our discussion on The Mandalorian, because it's sort of like getting ready for The Mandalorian in a week and a half or whatever from when we recorded it. So just want to let you know. But there's some good information and good discussion that we had uh, pre-release of The Mandalorian uh, that I think you will still enjoy. So don't necessarily skip over it just because uh, we're talking a lot about, you know, release dates and stuff. So uh, initially. But that is, I think, all I really have. Uh, I will not be coming back at the end of the episode, so I will give all of our contact information now, and I will... Uh, I will sign off, and this will be the last you hear of me uh, until you hear the audio. Oh, I do want to mention the audio is not quite as good quality as we've had the last uh, several panel audio um, episodes that we've done. So our apologies on that, but it's the best that we uh, were able to capture this year. Um, So our apologies that it's not as high quality as it usually is, but you're still able to understand everybody. Uh, and the you're able to hear the crowd uh, interaction uh, pretty well too, so that helps. That is all I have. So thank you everyone sticking around to listen to the panel audio as soon as I check out here. Um, if you need to get in contact with us for anything, if you uh, enjoyed the panel audio, or if you just want to weigh in on anything else Star Wars related, definitely. Uh, Find us on Twitter at at Wampas Lair. You can uh, also locate us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wampas Lair Podcast. Or you can email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate all of your interaction. And thank you so much uh, for continuing to listen and support our little show. So without any further ado, uh, thank you so much. This is episode 359 of the Wampusler Podcast, Tucson Comic Con 2019. I'm Jason, and for Carl and Katie who are not here, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wampusler Podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, everybody, welcome to Tucson Comic Con. Yay! Yay! And we're here to talk about the future of Star Wars this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> I am Joey Letson. I am one of the hosts of a, a podcast that is about Animaniacs, of all things, called the Animaniacast. <laughs> uh, but we continually talk about Star Wars throughout the entire thing because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I wouldn't be posting a panel with this guy if I wasn't. And this guy next to me is... Uh, my name is Jason Hunt. I am uh, one of the hosts of the Wampus Lair podcast. Uh, we do a lot of discussion-based uh, topics and things like that, or we do podcasts. Uh, this panel will end up on one of our upcoming episodes, so if you missed it or if you want to make sure your friends checks it out, uh, it'll be up there in the next week or two probably. So, And I'll put one more additional plug in. My podcast is actually part of a retro zap. Network and we have like a ton of Star Wars podcasts too, and okay. you all listen to them as well because they're really awesome, like Bruce and Blasters and Techno Rip. What you've got your your how many books can I put into a few seconds? Yeah, too many. Okay. Let's get into our presentation: the future of Star Wars. So let's uh, we all know it's coming out December twentieth. This guy, you know him, you love him. J.J. Okay. Abrams, no hugging from the front row. Uh, <laughs> no, by, by the way, uh, we will have time at the end of the panel yes. for questions or anything like that, so please hold any questions oh, yes. or things like that until the end. We've got some time set aside for that. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of things that's going to make people react and go, I want to say something, and it's like, we will definitely get to that. Yes. But we have so much to go over within a very short amount of time because Star Wars, like it says in the description, 
I really think it's going to be having its biggest year since 1977, and we're right on the cusp of it. Yeah. November and December, oh boy. This There's is a lot of stuff coming, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to touch on that right now. So, so starting with the rise of Skywalker, let's go ahead and get to the trailer right here and see if it actually plays. Since the Force Awakens, you know, 
Um, and so the question is, now that he's supreme leader of the First Order, uh, does that harden him still, or is Ray going to be under his skin enough that he'll actually finally break and, and get redeemed? We don't know. There's a lot going on in this trailer, and there's some stuff that makes me think, yes, he's going to have a redemption story, and there's some stuff that makes me go, no way. So I have no idea. They've been keeping that very nebulous in all the other releases, so I'm happy about that on the one hand, but the other hand, I'm just like, I need to know. <laughs> I think the inclusion of Palpatine is definitely a, a way that you're going to see a redemption story more possible now, because uh, I believe it was at Star Wars Celebration that J.J. Uh, Abrams was talking about the Kylo Ray essentially facing off against a, a greater evil you know, coming together, essentially coming together, and yeah. It, it, but then what happens after that? Uh, That's yeah. the question. Yeah. It is called the Rock. I, do, I, will, I will put this out there. Uh, and I saw this theory on, of all things on Oral Knots YouTube channel where it's uh, Kylo Ren reacting to trailers. Have you seen these? They're hilarious. Uh, and he pointed out that in the first trailer that came out during a celebration, I believe, you can hear Kylo Ren's theme but then it has a little upturn, like as a, listen to the first trailer again, you'll hear Kylo Ren's theme, bah, 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 bah. and it'd be like, oh, ha, what is that rise that he is a Skywalker, as much as he's a half Skywalker, half Solo, and so therefore, you know, Rise of Skywalker could even apply to him as well. It could apply to a lot of things. Okay. That's the problem. Well, we do have some new characters as well in this film. Uh, Carrie Russell, it's Carrie Russell, who uh, of course worked on Felicity with JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams project back in the day. She's playing a kind of a scoundrel, possibly bounty hunter. I said it before, it looks like she put a Slave One toy and just dumped it on her head almost. But uh, it's, Carrie Russell is Zori Bliss. And uh, so she's, this is a shot that was released on Entertainment Weekly. It kind of looks like she's talking to Poe, maybe? And she well, is, I think he's supposed to be the one that gets her involved in the story. <laughs> that was not supposed to be a plan. Okay, okay. well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> she's holding a little thing in her hand in this shot. And a lot of people are thinking it might have something to do with a key to this next guy who, uh, or C-3PO. Uh, and he's a little guy working on him. Uh, Babu Frick, who I think is such a, uh, sounds like something you would say when you stub your toe, Babu Frick. Uh, but um, he's working on C-3PO, and so seeing that kind of, I, I seriously doubt in the trailer right there, she was like, I'm saying one last look at my friends. Yes. And I don't think that's the last time. I don't think C-3PO is going anywhere soon. I mean, I, God, I hope not. I, I think the two not. characters that they're probably, you would probably think, they might tease that they might get killed, but then don't are C-3PO and Chewbacca and R2-D2. Yeah. Uh, because those three, you got to put on merchandise for the rest of you. Right, right, right. you got to keep those guys going. So, uh, but yes. Uh, let's talk about other little creatures. You get these four backs. Space horses. Space horses. You're running on the top of that Star Destroyer in the trailer, along with BB-8, which looked so cool. Not recommended for space travel to go on the outside of the Star Destroyer. No, no, especially not on a space force. But what a cool shot that was right there, just showing <coughs> off like against the, the thing. So I'm very curious to see how that that scene goes and how they get off that ship or into the ship or something, whatever. But such a cool shot. Yes. One thing we did not see, however, in the trailer were these two. General Hux, played by Donald Gleason and General Pride, played by Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Uh, this is a shot from them in Vanity Fair, and they are on the bridge of Kylo Ren's destroyer. And the main thing I'm curious about with the First Order when it comes to this movie is, how is this going to all tie in when we have characters like, we have the Resistance, yep. we have the First Order, yep. and now we have Palpatine. Yeah. So, and they have like Star Destroyers, like they apparently have been like underwater the entire time. <laughs> And I was like, so I keep all my secret stuff destroyed us. Right. Yeah. Water. Yes. Cool. Uh, but now you can, so we get them out of the water, and now it's like, so wait, how does that tie in, or does it tie in with the First Order at all? Because we know that the First Order was kind of imperial remnants that kind of were hiding, and then they came, right? It's kind of right. nebulous how that all came to be. And there's no information that I know of 
that yeah. says anything about this. And and the, the really curious thing is that all the trailers and all the promotional stuff has really been focusing on primarily three characters, Ray, Kylo, and Palpatine. Yes. And we have not seen in any of the trailers anything other than the Vanity Fair promotional stuff. Hux or the new General uh, Pride. Um, and so I'm just wondering how that all have, you know, fits in because when we left Kylo and Hux, there was there was definitely seeds for a uh, potential coup on Hux's part because he's not happy that Kylo's not a paid leader. So I'm always I'm very curious to see what's happening um, if Palpatine's involvement in the story is related to either Hux or Kylo Ren. If one is trying to play the reserve resurgence of Palpatine against the other, or if it's something completely unrelated, we have no clue. Yeah, that's definitely a little plot thread that I'm very curious to see. Yeah. And of course, The Rise of Skywalker will also include uh, the return in some form, most likely in ghost form, of uh, Luke Skywalker. So yes. it'll be, I mean, obviously we hear him in the trailer as yes. well, talking yeah. to Ray. So no, no real surprise that he'll play an, an important part. Now, in the Vanity Fair one right here, he's not ghosty really at all in it. But this but could it be is Vanity Fair. Yeah, it's a publicity shot. Of course, years ago they had a very famous shot for the Phantom Menace days when I was like, oh, I can't wait for this great fight. It's going to be between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. And then that, of course, never happened. They were just Ewan McGregor and Ray Parker just messing around on the set. Yeah, that's our picture on Tatooine. Yeah. So, just because we see this, uh, or you know, even any of these shots, doesn't mean that it's going to look like this in the movie. But we will see Luke return. But let's talk about the main guy. I mean, this is one of the posters that's come out um, recently for Rise of Skywalker, and all these characters are in it. Of course, we have the Knights of Ren down there. We have the Sith troopers available now in toy stores near you. Yeah. And downstairs yes. in the yeah, but uh, Palpatine is, of course, the uh, once again is the Phantom Menace behind them, uh, yeah. with his hands crossed right there. You can really, obviously, you can see the lightning coming out of his hands uh, behind Rey, but then behind Kylo, he's holding his uh, saber from Revenge of the Sith. Man, I would love to see that that saber come back in some more. But I guess the main thing is we have this awesome throne that's shown in the trailer. Yes. This this throne, by the way, was based upon concept art that was originally made for uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Ralph McQuarrie yeah. actually drew like what you know designs what Emperor's throne room could look like, and this kind of Game of Thrones ish looking thing, it's Game of Thrones on steroids, uh, is is uh, the Emperor's perhaps the Emperor's throne yeah. right there. Originally, Ralph McQuarrie for Return of the Jedi. So yeah. so made for Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're looking kind of like a Sith Temple kind of vibe to this. Yeah, there's something something spooky about all that. Yeah. So, Jason, it, I mean, what do you think? I mean, oh, I, the Palpatine's return. Yes. That is the big question. How, why, and what in the world? <laughs> um, and, and Palpatine is probably my favorite villain in all of Star Wars. However, Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie in Star Wars, and that's where he was defeated, <laughs> right? You know? So yes. how do you tie everything together, throw him down a Death Star shaft where he explodes in this force storm or whatever, and now he's back 30 plus years later? What? So how they do this will be key for me. Um, well, but the question that I have is I'm not even sure if he's going to be back completely corporally as a right. physical being, if, he's, if his spirit is still trying to come back, I have no idea. Um, there has been theories out there since um, there's been these, these sentinel droids that have been spread out um, across various uh, other marketing things like Battlefront 2 and the comics and the, uh, the novels where Palpatine has these, these very high-tech droids that go around and they're hooded and cloaked and they have essentially a hologram of his face on the faceplate and they are essentially you know, his words to, and directions to people. And so it's like, is one of those going to make an appearance? I doubt it, but it's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and everything that's sort of, I, I'm speculating based on just what we've seen from the trailers is that he's still trying to, you know, regain some sort of physical hold on this world. Yes. And it's probably, 
his force spirit, and we're going to the freaking wreckage of the Death Star. Yeah. When he explodes in a giant force storm in Return of the Jedi, that's gotta linger. Yeah. So, you know. And, then, and, and hats off to the Imperial technicians who made that throne room. It survived <laughs> the massive explosion. Yes. They, they welded that chair to the floor. It's still there. Man, it's yeah. Great. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Good it's stuff. impressive. Uh, it's that technology. Impressive. It's most uh, impressive. Yes. Uh, so, but of course, you know, so that'll be very, uh, that'll, be, that'll be curious to see how that goes. But I agree. I think it's something to do with him trying to get a handle on. He, he talks in the trailer right there. You can see, it feels like to me he's talking to Ray and Kylo of you coming together, and now that's that was your big mistake because he's now I'm going to sack you to suck your force energy or something and come back. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, I love Palpatine. So <laughs> if he come, it, it depending on how they handle it, if it's hey. Yeah. And I've made this terrible joke before, uh, you know, because I don't think he's going to be corporeal, at least not at the beginning. I think he's coming back as a literal phantom menace. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate the response. Well, let's talk about coming up before Rise of Skywalker, though. We have this one right here. The Mandalorian, November 12th on yeah. Disney Plus. Raise your hand if you've already subscribed to Disney Plus and you were ready to go. Just a few. Are we getting it free for Verizon? Free for the Verizon, that's right. I think if you have unlimited uh, plan through Verizon, I believe, you can get a free year of Disney Plus, which I found that out after I had bought my three-year subscription to <laughs> Disney Plus. But I think what they said is that they'll freeze your account and then you'll get a free year and then Check with Verizon. Yeah, call your customer service free agent to find out. But uh, this is going to be really uh, obviously this series written and executive produced by John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni is going to be directing the first episode. Uh, and then we have other folks, uh, Deborah Chow, who uh, I believe is going to be working on the Obi Wan series later. Uh, and then Morris Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, to name a few. So. Very exciting stuff. Let's go and get right to the trailer for this show. We just got a new trailer for this last week. Yes. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. is a complicated profession. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? Carga, uh, Gina Carano, uh, Cara Dune, Nick Nolte, 
novelties apparently in this moment, in this uh, series, I should say. A lot of people are thinking he's the Ugnaught because Nick Nolte kind of just looks like an Ugnaught. Uh, <laughs> Warrior Herzog is that guy. I don't know. He looks like he's talking to the Mandalorian in this. He's the one who's got all the dialogue in the trailer. Yeah, he, yeah, he, and then, Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would agree. G, uh, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this because I'm not a Breaking Bad fan, but Giancarlo Esposito is that uh, kind of uh, imperial uh, death trooper-y guy without a helmet on. So yes, uh, looks like an exciting series. It does. Uh, what are you looking forward to for this? Because this is taking place, of course, like, what was it, five, seven years after? It's about Return five years after Return of the yeah. Jedi um, out in the, the Outer Rim. Um, I am very excited about this movie because, well, number one, I am a huge fan of the Force and Jedi and Sith and those characters, and so I was not necessarily super uh, excited when this was announced, but then when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, Oh no, this is really exciting. This looks really fun. And honestly, I'm just looking for a fun adventure. Uh, Star Wars, it, it lends itself to a lot of great adventure stories and getting some neat adventures out of the, the wilds of the galaxy, away from the main conflict and main political structure. It's going to be very interesting. I'm just very curious to see what they do with it. It just looks very exciting, to be honest. Um, and, and to be frank, if I'm entertained by my Star Wars, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. So, am I entertained? <laughs> yes. Well, it definitely says it's uh, an action adventure feel to it. Yeah. And apparently, there's some Entertainment Weekly did was not specific. All they said was in the first episode, a major Star Wars spoiler will be in the first episode. Which I don't know why necessarily spoiler was the right word. Revelation might be the the, the, the better word. That yeah. So, so I'm guessing it might have to do with both that perhaps to say like they'll just talk about him real quick or or something. Like, I don't know, and that could mean anything. Yeah, it could mean something that deals with Rise of Skywalker or something. But we'll we'll just have to see. But I'm I'm, I'm super, uh, you know. And somebody's somebody's definition of a major revelation. Could vary yes. greatly from someone else's. I was like, when I'm reading something, and I'm like, this is a major thing, and I go, I already knew that. That was in a comic book. But there's a, I love just a really cool, some cool little giveaway shots right, right there. Uh, Bill Burr, comedian Bill Burr, is actually in this series, and he can be seen in this uh, trailer where the guy has uh, two blasters and then one going over his shoulder. Oh. And I just had like flashbacks <laughs> to as a kid with the Shadows of the Empire toys, and Dash Rendar had this little uh, gun accessory that you could put on his back oh. and actually, so I'm like, wow. So it really does feel like, you know, the makers of this got their toys out and just like, how could we like have a fun time and then, you know, in the sandbox. Now the actors are their toys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, good time. So that should be, that should be fun. Yes. Uh, but then of course, November 15th for the video game folks, Jedi Fallen uh, Order. Fallen Order is coming out, and this will be on you know PS4, Xbox, and uh, I think that's PC. PC and, and, yeah, you know, everywhere. Yeah, it'll be everywhere. I've already pre-ordered. Um, it's coming out the fifteenth, and this will be the first uh, Star Wars game since uh, the Disney acquisition that does not have any multiplayer. Right. So it's a pure story game. Uh, it takes place after or between between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and it follows uh, a former Padawan um, as he tries to figure out what he's supposed to do in the world now. And in one of the trailers, we've got um, everybody's favorite uh, Forrest Whitaker character, Saw Gerrera, yes. showing up in this game. So he's going to be in the in the, the video game. Maybe we'll finally figure out what happened to Saw Gerrera to find out why he's like wheezing so crazily in, in Rogue One because yeah. that never happened in Star Wars Rebels. Everyone was kept waiting for like the scene. Remember that episode in Star Wars Rebels where they have the gas and Geonosis and like oh, yeah. oh, that thing's going to explode and then he's going to go but it never happened. Nope. So maybe in this one we'll find out why he's gasping for air so much. Who knows? Uh, I hope. Something. But also, the, there's the, the Night Sisters and uh, I'm assuming not, not the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors, sorry, the Night Sisters. Yes, it's, 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 they call themselves sisters and brothers. And yeah, stuff. that's where I got confused. But the Inquisitor right there, um, I've, I've heard. I'm hoping that it might be. I, I don't know anything, but I'm hoping it's a, a certain fallen Jedi 
that we saw in the Clone Wars, perhaps. Ah. I hope, I hope, I don't think, I don't, I haven't heard anything, but I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool if they tied her in there. But we'll see. Who knows? We will find out shortly. So get those video games. But this was also big news, ladies and gentlemen. That dropped last week. Yes. David, uh, Benny Hoffman, uh, D.B. Weiss, uh, which uh, of course they were behind Game of Thrones, were set to do the next trilogy of Star Wars films. First one was set to come out in 2022, and then the next one in 2024, and then 2026. And this was going to work great for Disney, because they were going to have a Star Wars film, and then the next... Uh, the, the year between the Star Wars films, they were going to have the Avatar. Avatar, which nobody really cares about, I don't think, but they were going to yes. do it. <laughs> they were going to make you care. And then right. this is kind of like, what's going on? Because all of a sudden, these two um, have left the project. The official reason that they have stated is because they got a very lucrative offer from Netflix. Yes. And uh, the time commitment for that uh, was going to really hamper what they were going to be able to do with their Star Wars project, uh, and they didn't want to shortchange either of them, so they chose Netflix over Star Wars. Yes. So, uh, Kathleen Kennedy has said that she looks forward to the time when they're free and able to come back and do something in Star Wars in the future, uh, but we'll see if or when that ever happens. Yeah. Because this has kind of essentially put kind of a monkey wrench into a lot of plans yes. that Lucasfilm has had. Now the whole, I mean, let's face it, let's be honest, with with Solo's kind of lackluster performance at the box because Disney completely muffed the market. Yeah, but because of all that, there's like they they push some things into TV development and then Rather than movies, films, yeah. and then other movies got kind of canceled or pushed off. So. This was like their one thing of saying, but we will have Star Wars films in three years, starting with these guys, and that may not be the case anymore. But uh, there is a certain director who is also has been also working on a, a trilogy, and that of course is Ryan Johnson. And so, he says it's still happening. Yes. So now the question is, are they going to fast track his trilogy to fill the spot left by the, the Game of Thrones directors. So, are they maybe? Mm -hmm. Are they just going to push everything off until later, possibly, and focus on the Disney Plus series? Maybe. Uh, who knows? But we know. We do know that for sure. He says that he's still making his movies. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, and these were supposed to be separate than from the Skywalker saga. So, some people were thinking Nice of the Old Republic. Some people thinking way in the future, or just some off. Great thing with Star Wars is there's a million planets you can go to. Yes, that's showing uh, million stories you can tell. Exactly. The saga. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the big question: is is he getting moved up? Is he not? Are they going to just push everything off until later? Who knows? The other option that we've got this guy Kevin Feige from Marvel is also going to be working. I believe they just said a standalone film uh, for the at this point. But uh, he and Captain Kennedy met, and they said they're, they're going to do a film together, and they're going to start producing it and everything. So, you know, that would be interesting as well. Yeah, so maybe his gets fast-tracked, and they drop it in 2022. Yeah, they drop it in 2022 instead, uh, rather than later, who knows. Um, I would think they would still want to either, either do it in 2022 or push it off to 2024. Yeah. Because they, I still don't think they want to have two of their own competing films, Avatar and Star Wars, out of the same December timeline. That's part of what happened to Solo when right. Solo got dropped in the middle of May yeah. between Avengers and Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Drop it right out there. Yeah. They should have kept it in December. Should have. So it was a much better movie than they treated it. Anyways. Well, we're not done because, of course, Galaxy's Edge is out, and I don't know if anybody here has been able to go to it. I've been there three or four times so far, and I love it. Um, the the Smugglers Run Galaxy's Run. Edge is the Star Wars land at Disney World. Yes. And Disneyland. Yes. For those who don't know. Uh, Smuggler's Run is their Millennium Falcon ride. It is so much fun to be able to, to, if you're lucky enough to get in the pilot chair, and be able to pull that hyperspace 
lever down, and uh, yeah, that's a thrill right there. But of course, they haven't announced anything yet. This little clip right here was shown in a recent Disney uh, thing, so if anybody's gone there right now, they take you to uh, Corellia, and you get to fly around Corellia. But I saw this, and I was like, ooh, a new planet that they're going to be uh, taking you to as well. So this looks to me like it might be the planet that Ray's running around at the beginning of that uh, trailer we just watched. Um, or it could just be, you know, some other random planet we don't really know, but uh, they're continuing to expand it. And of course, there is the Rise of the Resistance ride over there as well. This is going to be opening, I believe, in December in Disney World, and then in January 6th, I want to say, uh, in Disneyland. Disneyland. And uh, boy, oh boy, this is going to be a massive ride. 50 animatronic stormtroopers inside. You're basically going to a giant Star Destroyer. And uh, it's a trackless ride. So the vehicle that you're on has like a little astromech. That little astromech that's right there is actually at the front of your car and drives you around the place as Kylo Ren is apparently chasing you throughout the Star Destroyer and you're trying to escape from him and everything. The whole ride is supposed to be pretty long too. Some people have said that it's about 20 25 minutes, Whoa. although some of that might be like the ride kind of starts when you're in line. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but in which case, that could be three hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right ever. Um, but so, anyway, it's supposed to be a, a, a very, you know, huge experience, something that they haven't tried at Disney before. Uh, so, looking forward to that. And of course, don't forget about Star Tours. Star Tours is going to have a brand new. Uh, place to take you to as well. You're going to be able to visit the ocean moon of Kefir, which apparently is the uh, ocean moon of Endor. Ocean moon of Endor. So we have the forest moon, moon and the ocean moon, which apparently is where uh, the Death Star decided to, to land. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. Uh, just a reminder: uh, season two of Star Wars Resistance is now airing. Now airing. There's 19 episodes. This is the final season. There's only two seasons of the show. Which, in my opinion, that's a good thing. Uh, I'm ready to see what they have next, and you know that as soon as this is done, yes, they're going to announce gonna whatever their next anime coming up next fall or this summer or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be the new series. Uh, we've been working on it secretly all this time. You never knew about it. Yeah, uh, but but some returning fun goodies. Yes. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars is getting uh, 12 episodes for a final season on yes. Disney Plus in the winter of 2020, so we're speculating February, I think I saw February yeah. on the initial release, so it won't be on the launch of Disney+, Plus, but it'll be yeah. within the first couple of months. You'll be able to catch up on all the previous seasons, I believe all the previous seasons will be there on launch. Uh, yes, I believe with, that's correct. Along with pretty much every Disney movie ever made uh, yeah. there, so yeah. So getting some uh, lost, lost, lost missions. Yes, yeah, so some extra Wars. lost missions yes. from Star Wars. Followers. But we'll probably be able to see like the it's called the, the what's it called the Battle of Mandalore? Is that the yes. thing? The, yes, the, the Battle of Mandalore is supposed to be the final arc of the series because that's supposed to lead right into Revenge. Of the and actually, kind of cross over, I think, a little bit. I think I think I've heard that like the Battle Order sixty six happens during during the Battle of Mandalore. Yeah. So we kind of get to see what how Ahsoka escapes all that. And uh, as well as Darth Maul, and as well as Darth Maul, figure out what's going on with him. So a lot of exciting stuff right there. I'm uh, super pumped. For and that's Star all Wars. just in the next four months, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for Star Wars. Yeesh. Um, so but in the near future, well, or far future, we're not quite <laughs> sure yet. Uh, yes. We've got two more confirmed projects. Uh, Cassie and Andor series. Yeah. That's going to be on Disney Plus. Right. So we have uh, Diego Luna, of course, uh, is Cassian, and of course, K2SO is coming along as well. Yeah, Alan Judith. Yeah, K2SO. We have to have that. So the this was apparently, this was announced, and it was out there. A lot of people were saying it, it was almost canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they were having trouble with this project. Um, but um, let me read the official sentence uh, description. The rousing spy thriller will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to, the, to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. Uh, no release date has been announced, but the co-writer of Rogue One, Tony Gilroy, has just been announced as the kind of head story writer 
of the series, and he's actually going to write a pilot and also direct uh, several episodes as well, apparently. So they are... Uh, they have rescued Cassian, uh, Cassian Andor series. I'm very excited for this one to see. Uh, essentially, I don't know if this is going to be like kind of a James Bondy kind of thing or uh, just a military... Uh, and of course, this is but, pre-Rogue One, right? right? <laughs> We're not that. resurrecting Cassian Andor after Rogue One. I didn't see any big sparkly, glowy force spirits come up from that Death Star explosion at the end of Rogue One, so I think it's yeah. like Yeah. Okay. Well, and of course, the series that we we all knew was coming, but even you, McGregor, couldn't say anything about it for four years, is the Obi-Wan series. And this was originally going to be a movie. Yes. But then due to Solo and stuff, they said, oh, okay, we're not going to do a movie. Let's do a miniseries instead. So instead of a movie, we get six one-hour episodes that are going to be on Disney+. Plus. So it's like an Obi-Wan trilogy. Yeah, exactly. We're getting like uh, three Obi-Wan movies, essentially, right? Yeah, so yeah. Six, yeah, there you go. Uh, taking place, obviously, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, but that's all we know, because they're not saying anything else at this time. Um, it is going into production next year. So it probably won't be airing until either the end of 2020 or sometime beginning of 2021, is my guess. Uh, but Ewan McGregor has been in on the know for, and as we said, four years now. Yes. That this project was happening in some way, shape, or form. And they finally announced it earlier this year. Uh, and much to fandom's great relief yes. that it's actually happening. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, shooting supposed to start next year. Uh, I guess next summer, although you and I just saw him on some things, and his, his Obi-Wan beard is like all there. I mean, he's like, he's ready for it tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, let's just get this fast track and get going now, in my opinion. He's been telling every every interview he goes on, they always ask, would you come back to do Star Wars? He's like, yes. As soon as they ask me, I'm ready to go back and play Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, so he's really ready to go back and play Obi-Wan now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, We've talked about, we've ran through a ton of information, and now we have about 10 minutes to just go over any questions, speculation, things from you guys that you might have about uh, anything, anything. anything Star Wars. Make sure you keep spoilers oh, yeah. out of it, um, because we, in, in case there's anybody like myself who doesn't want to be spoiled. <laughs> um, I'll talk about spoilery stuff with you later. Yeah, uh, but do you have any questions? You want our opinions on anything? What, what do you got? All right, yes, sir. Recently on the, um, is it called the Fandom Menace? They said that uh, Ryan Johnson's thing was canceled. Okay, there's the Ryan Johnson's thing has not been canceled. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We're in a very weird time in Star Wars fandom at this point. Yes. And we have, I think, a very angry, vocal crowd uh, of people. 40%. That want to tear things down or something. The, the the confusion was is Ryan Johnson in an interview said if my project happens, which everyone jumped on and said, oh, oh is it in danger? Oh it's not going to happen. Oh it's canceled. I told you so. Yes. And then he had to come out later and say, did I say if? I meant when. You know, you know. So it's still in the works and. Yes. Disney and Lucasfilm have not canceled it. It is still in, in production, pre-production, or whatever. I so. think the main the main thing that uh, Disney and Lucasfilm is having right now it's not about whether or not they want to do Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Uh, it's about uh, how are they going to go on from Star Wars in general. Is it going to be films? Is it going to focus on the TV series? Right. What they're trying to figure out where that balance is going to be, and if they can still do both. They tried to do the Marvel you know, method, and that didn't work because uh, I know for personally for myself, we need Star time Wars. to digest our Star Wars movies before the next one comes out. Jason, you have your, the Wampus Lair. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you guys have talked and digested just scene by scene or moment by moment things, and that's so much fun. Yes. Because that's how Star Wars is. You can like, you look in the background and see all the characters in the back, and let's have a, a, a Tales from Moss Eisley Cantina book and right. get all the little action figures from that and this and this. It's not it's not like a Marvel film where you can just throw out a, a two or three a year. Yeah, and just go, oh, that's cool, next one, next one, next one. It's like, no, I want a deep dive 
on every little thing about it. Right. And I think for the majority of Star Wars fans, that's how we've been raised to deal with things because we have at least three. We had the old days. It was at least three years between each movie. Right. And then a decade at least. <laughs> Between uh, the trilogy, yes. So we're used to uh, having a limited amount of content, but then stretching it and talking about it and, and for years. years, for years and years and years. Yes. We're not the we're not like Marvel fans in, no. in that respect. No. And I still love Marvel movies, and I will still go to every single one that multiple one that comes out each yeah. time. But um, I, I can see why Star Wars fans and, and just fans in general aren't necessarily the same. We want to we want to slow it down. Yeah, so Disney's really, Disney and Lucas are really working to try and figure out what, after episode nine, what is their focus? And I think they're going to test out a few things on Disney Plus, and maybe D.B. Weiss and uh, the other guy from Game of Thrones stepping back is going to give them a bit of a breather between movies and TV. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, any other questions? Anybody else have something they want to say? Yes, sir. Time frame between, are you meaning between films, between anything? Okay, well, that's hard to say because we're getting all of this content in four months. <laughs> I, will say that, I will say that I'm very glad that The Mandalorian is only once a week. Yes, and it's not binging. We're not going to binge it. That's helpful for me uh, because then I can watch it. And Every Star Wars podcaster breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> When they heard that it was going to come out once a week, they're like, "Oh, goody! I get content once a week, and I don't have to do it all. I don't have to like spend all that time in the movie." Right. Um, I, as far as my opinion, uh, I've gotten used to a movie a year with some TV series and stuff. So uh, as long as it's not any more than that, I'm okay. But I do have friends who still think it's too much too soon. So. Um, that's that's the, the the balancing act that we got to figure out. I think two or three, personally for me, I think <laughs> those two or three between movies is is good. And then, but when it comes to, I, I, I like how it goes now, where it's like two to three between movies, but then you know sprinkled in between, you'll get the TV series or the cartoon. I think the way that it's that is is great. Yeah, um, means there's Star Wars always. Yes, exactly, and and this gives me an opportunity, honestly, to to go back and and rewatch the the films and stuff. I, I used to like I I'm, I can't remember the last time I, I sat down, hopped on Rogue One or something like that to just kind of enjoy that film. There, you know, I I, I like that as a Star Wars fan, just be able to go back to those things. So yeah. Um, any other thing again? Somebody else? Somebody else on that? Yes. Yes. How do you feel about Lando coming back? Lando coming back? I'm all for it. I mean, I think uh, I, I, the only thing I'm uh, a little hesitant is that everybody goes, oh, like, he must be Finn's dad or something or something. No, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. But um, I, I like Lando. Billy D. I mean, he's, he's been campaigning to get into the new trilogy since they announced. And he looks but, great. Uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, he does. He does. He looks great. And. Um, you know, I, it makes me happy to see him back. Um, I don't think he's going to be a major player necessarily. Um, you know, he'll be featured, obviously. Yeah. He's but, in, he's in this uh, latest trailer in uh, the little boardroom scene or something yeah. like that, so you can see him. I think three PO's in that scene. Uh, speaking of three PO, uh, expect to see him with a, with Chewie's bowcaster at some point. Or something. Something yeah, because, large and yeah, pew pew. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. in the toys and in a couple of promotional posters, C-3PO is going to be at least carrying Chewbacca's bowcaster. Uh, some some have theorized that uh, Chewbacca might go up missing uh, for some reason. Is he dead? Probably not. But Probably not. Uh, personally, I think I think uh, C-3PO. If he does shoot that gun, he better fly across the, the screen <laughs> yes, from the recoil. Just bam! Uh, I think he's because I, I think he's being used as more of a coat rack 
Because <laughs> I think he's also shown like Ray's staff. It seems like everybody just have pulled this preview and just gave him everything. So. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The red eyes thing, I, and again, I, I know a little about that, but I'm not going to say anything. Thank you. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, how do you guys feel about the fact that George Wilkinson himself stated that he was kind of disappointed with the direction of Star Wars, especially within a lot of what he already was offering Disney was almost, if not 99%, Right. Well, I mean, if, if you submit an entire story treatment and they take, they handpick, you know, three or four moments from it and say, thanks, I mean, I'd be a little upset too. Yeah. The other thing that he uh, was a little irritated with is that they didn't innovate uh, with movie technology and stuff like that. Because Star Wars has always been his, uh, his mode to push the envelope on technology and stuff like that, and yeah. they didn't do that, at least not with the, the two previous uh, saga. Rogue One they did. They did with Rogue One, uh, yeah, with the, the, the facial yes. replacement. That was, that was innovation right there. Um, and, but he's also retired and in his 70s, and he's starting to get... Well, I mean, he's always been cantankerous. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> it, we, we love George Lucas for that anyways. But yeah, I mean, I'd be a little irritated, and, and I, I'm i disappointed that he's not as, as, as excited about it and enjoying it as much as I am, but it's also, like, the first time he's not been involved in Star Wars either. As much. As he, much. Is, I mean, he was brought in. Apparently, J.J. did bring him in for this episode nine, talking about how to wrap things up. And I, so I think they smoothed over a lot of that stuff uh, recently, and also the past few films. I mean, he direct, he helped direct a scene, a uh, small moment in Solo. He uh, was- He made a visit to Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. One. I know he, on the Mandalorian set, he's been in there. So I and think they, they, they still trot George out right. and, and get And out certain there. elements from his initial draft did make it into The Force Awakens. Uh, I think Rey was initially called Kira, uh, and th there was the whole, um, I know there's a few things in the, in the Force Awakens, like the Death Star wreckage is in The Force Awakens uh, art book. Like they were even thinking about doing some of that stuff in The Force Awakens. Uh, so maybe that would have been some of George's thing. George had, I think said in one interview that his his uh, would be about things on a microscopic level about the wills and about uh, stuff like that. So if you didn't like midichlorians, you probably really wouldn't have liked the next uh, the film. But there were elements like of Luke being uh, uh, failing and, and excluding himself and going, exactly. and going yeah and, and and everything that went into the Last Jedi and everything. So. Everything that he gave them, they picked and cho choose elements of to use in these new films, which is nice. Yeah. So George, as long as he's around on this earth, he's going to be stepping in, you know, saying his two cents. I think he was a little off-put, but it was a little naive of him, I think, to, to think that everything was still... This is the first go. time, you know, largely on the outside, too. Right. It's, it's not... It, it, this was his baby, and now it's... He went from being the biggest yeah. independent filmmaker to selling it to a giant corporate entity, yeah. which runs itself differently in its decision-making process. Uh, George Lucas before would say, this is real, this is fake, this is real, this is fake, and then he, people would go, okay, well, now we got to figure out how to make that real and how to make that fake. Yeah. And that's how he ran things, and that's how he innovated a lot, was he just had enormously talented people around him that could make it work. Yeah. It's like, I want this to happen. You're like, how do we do that? I don't know. Figure it out. Yep. That was George. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. So, well, our time is up. Thank you guys so much for uh, being here and listening to us and uh, getting some information. Uh, we do have business cards if either one of you are interested in Star Wars podcasting right here with Jason and the Wampus Lair or even with Animaniacs with me. With the animating cast, you can come on up and get some uh, business cards. And uh, thank you so much for coming. We'll be hanging around if you want to talk anything else. Oh, out. yeah. Boy, they do. Thank you.